Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys had a great draft weekend. Uh, before we start our rankings for the week, our draft guide is live. FSE, the letters, draftguide.com. Go check it out. I uh, posted yesterday, as you're hearing this on Monday, it has everything you could ever want to dominate your rookie drafts. But with that being said, we still got to bring you the, the big facts this week to dominate your rookie draft. So today we have, I just copied Nick, we have our quarterback rankings. Um, you'll see them in the middle of the screen. I'm not even going to try and point. Those are our consensus top 10. Today we're just going to break down our consensus top five. And we obviously all have different rankings for the 10 or five. So we're going to kind of break down why we might have them in certain spots. How are you guys doing? Marvelous. Doing well. Sorry. Good. <laughs> yeah, doing well. Uh, just excited that my Cowboys came out with such a haul. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Okay, <laughs> to, start off, to start off our consensus, we have Joe Burrow at the one. I'm not for sure if it was close to Joe Burrow or two at the one. So I know that out of us, I know me and Tyler have two at one, not a knock on Joe Burrow by any means. And then you two, Danny and Bush, have Joe Burrow at your one. So we'll start off. You guys can make a case for Burrow. We'll make a case for Tua um, just to kind of give both sides of the story here. Yeah, just for the record, they're the one and two, so, like, they're, they're pretty They're both their... excellent players, yeah. so let me just they're... say that. Like, the re... okay, I'll, I'll start with why I have Burrow one. For starters, um, I think the situation's a little better. Like, the offensive line's a little better. The, the receivers are a little better. I, I trust the Dolphins' coaching staff more, though, which is a benefit in, um, in Tua's favor. And to me, the tiebreaker is just Burrow is going to play sooner. So that's, that's the reason I, I think they're similar from a talent perspective across the board situation, similar Burrow's going to play sooner. So I have him one. I'll make the line case uh, quickly for, for two of uh, Bengals were the 30th offensive line last year per PFF and the dolphins were the 32nd. Uh, the difference is the dolphins added four offensive linemen and with high pick value and the Bengals <laughs> added one and it was in the sixth round. So while they added Williams last year, who didn't get to play, yeah. You're still time. you're still counting on that, so that's two, okay. So I'll give you that. So there's two guys, um, both teams. If you include Williams, both drafted one in the first round. Dolphins added a second, um, and a few others scattered out throughout the draft. I like the Dolphins staff again. Like you said, the Dolphins staff more than I like the Bengals uh, staff. I trust them more. Uh, I think they'll develop to a really well. I think he's an end of the year kind of guy. Where long term future, we'll see two as the much better option. Uh, the thing with Burrow to me is just like obviously people are going to point out oh yeah the one year in production blah blah there's a difference between being a one year wonder and having the single best year ever like that's a huge discrepancy to me like when people try to say oh yeah I, I'd rather do it because he did it three years in college it doesn't make sense to me because we're just seeing like Burrow legit had the best year we've ever he seen he wasn't Mitch Trubisky who started 13 games he started a long time in college and he just had an incredible year. So he's not a one-year wonder. He did play in 2018 and before that. For sure. And, uh, I mean, obviously, like, Miami is feeling good about the medicals, but, like, that's always got to be in the back of my head. What the heck? Like, just in case. Obviously, like, it's not affecting me much. He's my number two. But uh, it's just kind of in the back of your head. You have to It's a tiebreaker. It. Yeah, it's a tiebreaker. Exactly. So, uh, to me, they're both extremely talented quarterbacks. I think they're both going to be top options in the league. I just think that, yeah, Joe Burrow's situation is a little bit better at this point. Uh, better weapons. I, uh, I think he's going to start right away, like Bush said. And probably just going to reiterate most of Bush's points. I mean, again, these two are really close for me. So it's not like I'm bashing uh, Tua when I say I prefer Burrow. 
Yeah, I mean, it's more of a 1A, 1B to me. I'll kind of just give my breakdown for both sides. So I'm going to start off with the hit rates, which are on the draft guide. Basically, that means um, we took since 2010 what pick they were drafting in the NFL draft and the chances of hitting in terms of fantasy finish. So every single quarterback since 2010 drafted in the top five. There's only four of them. Every single one of them in their first year has hit a QB1, a top 12 QB um, in PPR. Or whatever. Quarterbacks don't get affected by that. For top 10 quarterbacks, so two others, seven of them, 86% in their first year finished with a QB1. I feel like we can kind of put two outside that because I don't think they're going to start him right away, but he could easily come in week two or three and still finish with a QB12. So there is that with Joe Burrow and Tua, like the hit rate part of it, you'd think Joe Burrow, at least immediately, I think year one, he'll finish higher. But these are for dynasties, so you're playing long-term, obviously, with quarterbacks, whereas running backs and receivers, you can kind of manipulate the one-year versus dynasty sort of outlook on them. And then as you go down the hit rate charts, you can see them on the site as well. Uh, the top 10 quarterbacks are actually more successful in year three. 83% QB 102 finished with 67 to me, that kind of just means because top five quarterbacks are usually on worse teams. So that just kind of – in the long run, it might not work out for most of the teams. So that's kind of there. The Bengals ran 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three receivers, 74% of the time, which is very, very um, friendly to fantasy players because that's obviously three receivers. But then they added a fourth receiver with T. Higgins. So they have a big mix. They're going to run a lot of 11 and 10 receiver sets, just like LSU did last year, and you saw it worked for them. So they have that going for them. The only, like, I think the deciding factor to me was the O-line. And I know they added Jonah Williams. But even if he comes back fully healthy, the O-line's still not that great. So, like, I still kind of have that pause. Oh, like, neither is Miami, so that's my point. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. That's why I say 1A, 1B, because either way, you're not getting a bad pick. If you need a quarterback, like, right now, like, to start right away, you're taking Burrow. But if you can, if you can wait and sort of, I don't know, say you have – fits then you then I would go to a, just I think the long term for the Dolphins is better than maybe what the Bengals have to offer the mobility factor is something I forgot to mention too because I think Tua can move but Joe Burrow is a better athlete than Tua in my opinion I think for he'll sure. run more I that's that might be a hot take I think Joe Burrow is a great athlete okay. and Tua with the durability concerns might be more hesitant to run as well so yeah, that's true to me Burrow it gives you maybe a bit more of a rushing floor than than Tua does and uh in terms, like in terms of the O line, it, it definitely uh, benefits Burrow to the fact that he can run a little bit, so he can get out of trouble. We saw what uh, Josh Allen did his rookie year with a shoddy offensive line. He was able to just escape pressure and pick up some scramble yards and stuff like that. Heck, even Daniel Jones last year, like obviously yeah, exactly, he showed some inconsistency in terms of turnovers. But man, when he was on, like he rolled out, he got some yards uh, with his legs. He absolutely, I can see Joe Burrow having that type of impact year one because he's gonna turn the ball over year one but you're going to accept it because he's just going to make unbelievable plays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I know. I love Burrow. Uh, again, these guys are literally splitting hairs. So, like, you, they're in the you same have, tier. You have a top four pick. You end up with either of them or we'll get into running backs with either of those running backs, in my opinion. Like, you're, you're parading. Like, you're happy. So, yeah. All right. And moving down on to our three and our four, we have yet again another 50-50 split. Um, I'm pretty sure the screen is going to say the same. For the top half, me and Tyler have Jacob Eason as our three. The bottom half, Danny and Bush have Justin Herbert. So I'll give you guys the floor again, and let's let's battle it out, you could say. Well, uh, Justin, Justin Herbert has the draft capital. He's sixth overall pick. Uh, even if he's not starting in the first three games, he's going to start for a good amount of the season simply because uh, the Chargers are ready to absolutely just put him in. So uh, I like Tyrod Taylor again. Like, 
you take a few games, kind of similar to like what Baker Mayfield was uh, in Cleveland that the year he was but a rookie. It's not though, because so it's, it's like situation. it's the Browns and the Chargers. You have sure not not like raging success from both teams, but the Browns were a hopeless team who got a a shoddy win from Baker and then, oh, shit. Yeah, and, and, and Baker only went in because of an injury against the Jets. So it's hey, Here's my over. argument against that part that, that Tyler just made is that um, the Browns had Hugh Jackson as their coach who was very much a proponent of you let the veteran play because he's a veteran. Like, if Herbert is better than, uh, than uh, Tyrod, I'm pretty sure Anthony Lynn's going to start Herbert. So I, I – I think Herbert's a good player, so I, I'm. That could be a, just a talent discrepancy between me and Tyler. That you don't believe in Herbert. I believe in Herbert. I think he's a good player. So, the reason I have him here is again, you're going to see a theme with me throughout this whole thing. Is I like to win li- leagues right away. I'm not a long-term guy. Um, Herbert's going to start first, in my opinion. I don't think it's a, that's really a debate. I think he's going to start before mm-hmm. Eason does. Yeah. Because I think Rivers is a solid quarterback, and I don't think he's going to be like a train wreck to the point where they want to see what Eason can do. Um, and I know Easton's in a great situation. The Colts have a great offensive line. They added some weapons, um, a new running back and all that. But it's not like Herbert's in a bad situation. He has I was gonna a, mention a that, great man. receiver duo. He has a um, – uh, Henry's on the franchise tag this year. He's got uh, two good running backs. Trey Turner's like, a good upgrade. Yeah, the, the offensive line made some upgrades. Hopefully they add, like, a veteran left man. tackle because they didn't draft one. But their offensive line's looking decent. They added Bulaga and Turner to it. I was going to add to that, too. I mean, uh, in terms of situation, I think they're very comparable. I think Herbert's a better talent, and he's going to start right away. And That's the rushing again. Thing. I'm going to harp on the rushing again because Herbert can run, and yeah. Easton can't. So, But does that matter when you're sitting behind the third-best offensive line in the league? No, but in terms of fantasy – No, but in terms of fantasy here. points, like okay. just strictly well, fantasy points. Well, I think he can yeah. do it with his arm. That, that's the thing. Like, yeah, a lot of guys do count on that mobility factor to get fantasy points, but he's, he's just one of those guys that will put up a lot of yards a lot and a lot of scores. Um, Easton just has that uh, with his arm. So, yeah, he won't have that mobility factor, but he's going to be – he's behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. It's a perfect spot for him. Uh, I get behind it. And Michael Pittman Jr. was a great actor. Just for the yeah, but the thing is, pick. too, also with his weapons, they're not established yet, right? Like, Hilton is, sure. but he's also injury-prone. And the other weapons they added are rookies, and you, you never know with rookies, especially with the whole coronavirus thing, like if it takes them longer to acclimate or whatever. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are established weapons, and so is Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. So it, you'd have to imagine the weapons, at least, are going to be um, more acclimated quicker in uh, Los Angeles than they are in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. to, to me. It's a, complete, it's a completely upside play. So you can look at it both ways. Herbert's gonna play first, but says who? They were completely cool with running Tyrod Taylor. They made that very vocal right away. Were they though? Because they wouldn't have drafted a quarterback at six overall if they yeah. if they were well, cool. They that. only had one need, and they didn't address it. So obviously, it wasn't that big of a need to them at O tackle. They really didn't need anything else on their team. So they really didn't have any needs now that you look at it post-draft because they would have drafted an offensive tackle if they thought they needed one, no matter what round it was. I guess. But the whole, like, they were cool with Tyrod argument to me is the same as, like, the Dolphins liked Herbert better than Tua. It was a smokescreen. I don't think they actually are cool with Tyrod. It was a smokescreen since, like, I mean, I guess. Who are the, who are the Chargers going to, like, shake out there? What, what the Giants were going to take a quarterback? No. The yeah, that's, that's maybe they, maybe they liked Herbert the best and they didn't want the Dolphins to take him. For sure. I mean, I guess that makes sense, too. But, like, I guess that's what I was going to bring up next. Like, they didn't really have a threat uh, – not a threat, but they had no one 
you could say the Jags maybe wanted a quarterback. Okay, they also didn't draft a senior quarterback. Actually, sorry, Jake Luton in like round five or six, but Jake Luton. Yeah. The Patriots well, obviously didn't want a quarterback. They weren't trying to move up. They didn't get a single guy for Jared Stidham. That one's crazy to me because now Winston signed with the Saints, obviously, as we're recording this video. Uh, the only it. quarterback on the market is Cam. Is he going there? Like Different video for after it yeah, happens. We'll, we'll get into that, but, but uh, sorry. No, the Colts have no quarterback under roster 2021. Um, so their options are Jamie Newman or Brock Purdy in the middle of round one because they're not going to be bad. They Were they bad last year? No. They had the 13th pick, and that was without Phillip Rivers. So they're going to be much better. They have a good team. They have Jonathan Taylor. They can go get um, Dak Prescott if he doesn't sign back, Mitchell Jeez, Trubisky or Deshaun Watson, but they're on club options. I have a feeling as much, as, think, Sorry. as much as we think that Bill O'Brien's not signing – Deshaun Watson back, it's it's most likely like 95% probably going to happen. The, the owner's not letting Deshaun Watson go. He's yeah, just so it's unless they really like Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, like it's it's Jacob Eason, or I guess maybe Jamie Newman or something, but if Jamie Newman is really as good as we think he is, he's not going to be there at the end of round one when they pick next year. So it's Eason all day it? behind a good O-line if Pittman hits, which I think he will. I think he's an NFL receiver. I like him. T.Y. maybe stays healthy. I don't know. I, I see both sides. I just think that we can't assume that Herbert's guaranteed to be in right away because no training camp. He's not going to battle it out. They're going to sign Tyrod. They're not signed. They're going to start Tyrod if there's no training camp. They're not going to throw in Herbert without playing in the offense. Tyrod should do fine on that offense. It's completely different from the Browns. He wasn't winning because he was on the Browns, and he got hurt. They're going to win with the Chargers. Obviously, they can play really hard opponents right away, but, like, I think Anthony Lynn's smart enough to see if they play the Chiefs and he loses, he's not just going to pull Tyrod out. Like, I just think that it's – It comes down to three things for me. It's who was drafted higher, which is Herbert, who's going to play sooner, which is Herbert, and um, yeah, that, those, actually, sorry, those are the only two things that it comes oh. down to. And th that's kind of how I play Dynasty. And – or sorry, the third thing was uh, who was more – who did I think was more talented coming out, and that was Herbert. So I was just about to mention that. I mean, yeah, I think they're comparable situations, and I think Herbert's – a, a more talented player. B, has the job capital. And C, is going to start sooner. So, the, the, that was a tiebreaker for you. That's again. the tiebreaker, yeah. Eason, and Eason's it'll be the like same tiebreaker for our next guy as well. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Two, I mean, like, with what I said with the last two, I think Dynasty comes down to long-term quarterbacks. So, you can cycle in vets. You stream vets all. So, like, it's just the way you play, I guess, too. And I see both sides. I like Herbert. I like the Chargers. I like the fit. We'll move down to our – we'll just go five and six. I think these guys are both talk, being able to talk about in Superflex or normal quarterback. Four and league. five. Yeah, so we have Jalen Hurts or Jason Hill Jr. now at number five. The team that I probably would have put at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of drafting a quarterback took one in round two. So they took Jalen Hurts. The Eagles did. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> I like that. QBU now is kind of what, what they were trying to get at. I don't really know what's happening here. But if you look at it kind of post-draft, post why it might have happened, it makes sense. Think about Carson Wentz's last game. Seattle in the playoffs, he got hurt. We haven't heard any news about, one, if he's healthy, one, if he's still hurt. We don't know what's going to happen. They said they want to use Jalen Hurts in sort of a Taysom Hill-esque role, so he's going to get playing time. But to me, I like him at five here because, well, one, the other four are going to play guaranteed sometime soon. And him at five because Wentz, I mean, he gets hurt. And if he gets hurt, you bring in Jalen Hurts behind a good offensive line. He can run with an above-average defense. I think it's a it's just a good value at five here. Um, I don't we do, we don't have, well, do people have Jordan Love ahead of him. I don't even think. 
I do. Tyler yeah. does. I do. Yeah, so you guys yeah. can go ahead then. I will take. Yeah. I, I will take the the chance that the that the opportunity will go to Jordan Love over Jalen Hurts, who has the talent of Taysom Hill playing the Taysom Hill role. So 100%, I'm just going to say, here we go. Let's go in on love. Let's go in on the chance the Packers bail on, on Rodgers. Rodgers is not going to be happy. That's for damn sure. We can guarantee that one. Um, so we know that there's already going to be issues there. And we talked about it uh, pre-video that, that LaFleur is going to want to go. I think he's trying to revamp the offense, trying to build it like he wants it. And Rodgers was obviously there before, before LaFleur was. So we're seeing kind of a setup of what LaFleur wants to run for his future. And I think that's going to involve Jordan Love. And I think it's going to be quicker than most people want to have him as. Um, so I have him above Hurts. Uh, and that's really, that's really on how much I believe in the talent for Love over what I believe in Hurts. Because I, I just don't. I just don't believe that the, the overall talent matters. Um, well, not the overall talent is there for Hurts because it's just not. Uh, he doesn't have the arm. Sure, he can, he can run. But Taysom Hill can run. I mean, they're the same player in my eyes. I, I just don't. I don't see long term or even right now love being behind Hurts ever. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll. Um, Jordan Love. I have rated higher than than both Eason and Hurts. Actually, same. I thought Jordan Love was is in a better situation. Again, I'm going to use the draft capital argument. He's a first round pick. Um, I again also the talent argument. I just personally believe he's more talented than Eason and Hurts and. Um, like Tyler said, I think the, the change in Green Bay could be coming sooner than people think. They might initially see this and be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for two, three more years, and Jordan Love's not going to play for a while. I think it could be more similar to what Alex Smith did in, and, uh, in Kansas City when they drafted Mahomes. I think Alex – and Alex Smith had a great year that year. Let's not forget that. That year that they had Mahomes in the wings, if Jordan Love is impressing the coaching staff, they'll move on from Rodgers. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll favor the young guy because – a, it's a new regime there. They drafted uh, Jordan Love. And Rodgers, we all know he's like a bit of a prickly personality. Maybe they, they're just – they get sick of it. Maybe they want the, the young guy. Pardon? Get rid of the toxicity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, we, we made a bust video about a month ago that Aaron Rodgers was going to be a bust where he was drafting because Aaron Rodgers hasn't really been the same Aaron Rodgers for like two or three years now. So maybe the coaching staff and the, G and the front office saw that as well, and that's why they went and got Love. That's a big bugaboo for me because uh, all these Packers fans are talking like it's 2013. Because if you it watched was, Aaron Rodgers last year, three, so oh, yeah, I get that. But like, but it man, wasn't because of Rodgers. Like it was, no. but it wasn't. Yeah, like he was he was bad. Like it, like from a film standpoint, from a statistical standpoint, like he was clearly regressed last year. He clearly regressed. Uh, these Packers fans are like, oh. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, top five quarterback in the league, big talent. It's like, I get that. If it's 2013, 2014, go ahead and make that take. But he's clearly not the same player. As, as hard as it for me to say that, because I, from a talent standpoint, when he was at his peak, I am as a top five quarterback of all time. I think he was incredible. He's not even remotely close to that player anymore. So these Packers fans, again, like they, they, Eagles fans, Packers fans, same bugaboo. Like, they, they, Cowboys fans, cool. don't leave yourself yeah. out. You guys are it's not all the same difference. Yeah. But yeah, I get. I think th that can easily change for me if we hear more on the whole like whatever the hell's happening in Green Bay. Um, yeah, but he got the best landing spot. We I know we all said that when it, when it happened. Like we all agreed that that was the best possible landing spot just due to 
I don't even want to say the team's better because if you like look at it, the team's not really better. Just like the franchise and like the the fan base and just the overall like landscape of Green Bay. So I don't mind that spot at all. From Jordan Love's guess. perspective, though, I think the Colts would have been a better landing spot for him personally. Yeah, Those are the top I, in my opinion. I kind of like it though. I think he'll kind of come with the chip on his shoulder, be like, I can beat out Aaron Rodgers, like they obviously yeah. believe in me type thing. Like with Mahomes and the Chiefs, that's a perfect comp because. I just think the coaching staff's better in Indianapolis. That's kind of the, like the reason yeah, I would say they're a, a better landing spot for Jordan Love. Yeah. And plus, so, uh, long-term, yeah. uh, apparently Green Bay doesn't doesn't realize that they need a receiver. They didn't take a yeah. single one in one of the best draft classes I've ever seen. I mean, seen. They, didn't, they didn't need one last year when they went 13-3. and three, So That's, that's oh, a I good know. point. But, like, you, I mean, they needed a backup, uh, backup tight end before a receiver. Like, that didn't make sense at all back. to me. And the, not even the backup yet. They don't even have a starter right now. <laughs> yeah. Jason okay. Sternberger, the boy. yeah okay so the next uh, we'll just read off the next one unless we want to even break him down here so we have jake Fromm, james morgan jake lutton and i'm sorry tyler no anthony gordon cole mcdonald is our 10 you want to come at me like that like are you serious like <laughs> I was, I'm I'm anthony gordon qb9 it's not my fault i'm, I'm sorry, crying i'm crying in the seventh round because he's not getting picked and, and you're just going to come out here and just heavy swing you're going to – the bear from Inglorious Bastards just bash me over the head. Like, what is this? Hey, from a con standpoint, I don't disagree. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll take the guy who got drafted. I mean, apparently – I think what it came down to is he didn't have a cool mustache and wear jorts, so the people didn't think he's actually that good when he is better than Gardner Minshew. He's better than to. Gardner Minshew. He was yeah, my quarterback six. Mustache and jorts, so that's what it came down to. And he didn't Gosh. go 5-11 and 11 or 4-12 and 12 last year. But – no yeah, so that is that is our consensus rankings. We'll update them as we go. Um, though we'll work them into our dynasty rankings eventually, probably like next to week. On from real quick. Yep. So here's my little case for him. This guy is going to be in the league probably uh, as long, if not longer, than most of the quarterbacks on this list, and that is purely based on he is going to be Brian Hoyer. He is going to be the yeah. best backup option that money can buy. Uh, he will be in the league for a long time. He is a poised presence uh, for a backfield. Uh, if you're a system that just needs a guy to go out there and do something for you, Jake Fromm is a really good quarterback for that. Will he lead a team to victory? Not necessarily, but he has that poised presence that he can actually yeah. be quite effective at the next level. I am very pro Jake Fromm to the Bills. Honestly, he may add some stuff to, uh, to Josh Allen's game to kind of better him along with that coaching staff. So I, I back it. The, thing, the problem I have with him, sorry, is uh, no. we said the exact same thing about Kellen Moore. We said the exact same thing. He's, so, he's similar. I mean, what really differentiates them in terms of yeah, throws the right hand? That, that's yeah, Georgia, Georgia State, right hand versus left hand. I think I think wow. Jake Jake Fromm is going to be fine for a real life backup quarterback thing. As far as fantasy, I could care less. Oh, like yeah, I don't no, think he's going to be useful I mean, in fantasy whatsoever. So yeah, but the thing is, like if Jake if uh, Josh Allen gets hurt. I think he would actually make that offense better because he's actually like kind of accurate. So like the Josh Allen works if he can move. Unless he's got to throw outside the numbers, he's accurate. That's true. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's kind of funny because they're two completely different quarterbacks, but I think it, it was a steal with that pick. I think it was really good. Fifth rounder. I mean, yeah, slide him in as a backup. I, I agree. Uh, and the I mean, thing that I don't get about Jake Brown is people want to say he's accurate because of the lack of arm strength. But if you actually like looked at the numbers, he's one of the least accurate in terms of like the top options like in the draft in the draft. Well, you can't really take too much in the numbers because they had like three rookies playing last year who just dropped a shit ton of balls. So it was like and Lawrence Cage. Nah, hey, you shut the fuck up, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, <Cage>. oh, <laughs> motherfucker. Did he end up no, signing I, anywhere, Cager? 
yes, he went to the Jets. He's going to be the number three wide receiver. Next question. All righty. So those are our quarterback consensus rankings. We have running backs coming out tomorrow, then receivers, then tight ends. And Friday, we're going to do a rookie mock draft just to show our basically our big board is kind of what it will show. So subscribe, sure. like the video, fscdraftguide.com. Go check it out. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.